The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to ABM for Everyone Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how account-based marketing is becoming a strategy for marketers working in businesses of all shapes and sizes. Joining us today is Randy Barshak, who's the CMO of Rollworks, which is an account-based marketing platform designed for ambitious B2B companies to align their marketing and sales teams to confidently grow revenue. Powered by proprietary data and machine learning, Rollworks solutions address the needs of organizations both large and small, for those with the best-in-class ABM program to those who are just beginning their exploration by empowering teams to identify their target accounts, reach their key buyers across multiple channels, and measure programs' effectiveness in their systems of record. All right, here's the second installment of ABM for Everyone Week, where Randy and I discuss using ABM for growth and scale. Here's the second part of my conversation with Randy Barshak, CMO of Rollworks. Randy, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, good to see you again, Ben. Excited to see you and continue our ABM for Everyone Week conversation. Yesterday, we talked high level about the landscape shift in marketing and how the combination of the maturity of ABM software for down market customers and the effect of the pandemic is driving ABM to be something other than just an enterprise type marketing strategy. Now, today, I want to focus our conversation a little bit more on growth and scale. When you're a company that's got that product market fit, you're a B2B company that's ready to put their foot on the pedal. Normally, the strategy here is go take a big round of funding, hit the event marketing circuit, start doing some awareness, some brand building, and then go build out your sales staff. Sounds expensive. And my feeling is that you think that there's a better way using ABM to keep some of the dollars in your pocket, retain more of your equity. Talk to me about using ABM strategy to start scaling your growth. Yeah, and you forgot about the one of those expenses. As soon as you get the funding, everyone gets a Patagonia jacket. Is it a vest or is that just for the venture capitalists? I think the vests are for the VCs. So rich, I don't even need sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody's sitting in their Patagonia jackets and figuring out how to scale. And some companies are more aggressive in their investing than others. But whatever your budget looks like, a good marketer is always going to want to be efficient and try to do what it takes to gain efficiencies. I think that sort of hyper growth stage, from my experience, it's a really interesting point in a company's time where 
sales and marketing can make or break their relationship. Maybe that's like the first time when we are in offices where sales and marketing don't sit together or suddenly you're in the bigger office and people are a little bit more spread apart. And I've seen sales and marketing turn into silos at that point. And then I've also seen them really build a company in a coordinated way. So what I'm hearing from you is that when you're in this hyper growth phase, right, after you get your Patagonia jacket and you're starting to think about how do we go from we've got product market fit and we were able to raise some more capital. Now we need to go order of magnitude or two ahead. We need to scale our processes. And that is not only adding new software, coming up with new strategies, developing new KPIs, but there's also, you know, an interpersonal and a team problem as well. Talk to me about some of the challenges when you're looking at the software that you're integrating and what some of the ABM solutions actually do to help generate that synthesis between the sales and marketing team as opposed to have them become their own silos. So the core of what drives that alignment is the single target account list ranked that gives full objectivity to what your priority should be as a go-to-market machine. So I literally know that Ben Shapiro at Shapiro.com or... BenJShap.com, BenJShap LLC, go on. (laughs) BenJShap.com is in our top tier and RandyBarshak.com, that's not a real URL, is in our second tier, right? And so whether that's an inbound lead or whether that's an SDR, eight o'clock Monday morning, deciding which is the first number he or she's going to dial... It's based on that objective assessment of what that target account list is. And if you get that alignment, all the tension goes away because then it's really clear cut where the value is and you've got coordinated efforts. Early stage companies, hey, do people want this thing? Let's find our product market fit. Growth stage companies, we know that there is a need for our products or services. Now, the first step is who are we agreeing that we're going to target? Who are we going after? It's a customer first approach where you are thinking about who is going to generate the most value. Then you're aligning your marketing and sales teams to actually go put the plan together. So is there any you know rule of thumb or guide or strategy that you've seen work that help people figure out that target list and do it effectively? Is there a right and a wrong for building that target list? It depends on where you are in your maturation cycle. So if you've got great product market fit and you understand the characteristics of the companies that are going to be likely buyers and you've got a really strong idea of your ICP or ideal customer profile, then it's pretty easy to find, right? And then you say, well, here's the 4,000 accounts that we think we should be going after, X number in their top tier, Y in the second, and Z in the third. And hey, here's who we already have conversations going with or in our house list. Here's the ones that are missing. So the way we treat people that we already have relationships with or accounts that we already have relationships with going to be very different than the ones that are missing. So accounts that are missing, we might want to very quickly start awareness campaigns and grease the skids before SDRs even start picking up the phones and just creating awareness, B2B advertising, you know, again, targeting the accounts. Right now at Rollworks, when we look for content syndication, rather than just say we want marketers at companies of this size, we say, here's our target account list. So we'll pay you more per lead, but we want these names at these accounts. So it's a more precise way of going after the marketing. Okay. So once you have figured out your target list, you've got that alignment from sales and marketing in terms of who we're going to be going after, what are the next ways that you're seeing ABM support scale and growth? Well, like I said, you've got your checklist, 
And again, the checklist should very much be aligned with the level of scale and growth. So by that, I mean, some companies, hyper growth means you go from five sellers to 10. Some companies means you're going from 10 sellers to 50. So another misconception I see all the time is that there's a fixed number of, you know, you should never have more than 100 top tier targeted accounts. Well, if you've got 50 sellers, that's certainly not a lot of targeted accounts, right? So the scope and sort of size of what that list should look like should be very much aligned with the growth of how big your team is because you have the sellers to feed and then presumably you have the SDRs to be going after those accounts. So getting the sizing right is very much determined by how big your growth is. The other thing is, if you're maybe at 20 sellers right now, but you know you're going to have 70 by the end of the year, you could start kind of working with sales to predetermine what you think that target account list might look like towards the end of the year and start doing something kind of more upper funnel like awareness advertising campaigns or even some higher level content syndication or something to start just getting heartbeat going in some of the accounts that you think you might be going after later in the year. Walk me through some of the operational tactics that ABM software, Rollworks specifically, helps with when you're going through that hyper growth phase. You mentioned you got your lead list, you're tiering them, you're dividing them up amongst your sellers. Everybody's got their little fiefdom and you know understands who they're going to be targeting. The ABM software that is now accessible to growth stage companies are not just there to help you figure out who you're targeting. They're helping you figure out how to actually reach them. What are the operations you're using ABM software for? So there's all different kinds of engagement channels. It's almost like you should be looking at your engagement channels and saying, I'm not going to engage if I can't somehow apply this account-based lens to the way I engage. So I would say the backbone of many ABM strategies that we see is account-based advertising. And that just isn't broad awareness. So I might want to have broad awareness to accounts that don't even know who I am. But again, I can now pinpoint the accounts that are on my target account list and not necessarily advertise or not do any advertising to the accounts that don't matter, that don't fit my ICP. And then where people are in the sales cycle, the type of industry they're coming from, I can do all kinds of customization in that advertising. But like I mentioned, there's also channels like we write a great white paper, we send it to our house list, but we go to syndicate it out. And now rather than just syndicate it out to any B2B company, we negotiate syndicating out and leads coming back just from our target account list. We definitely work very clearly on not just helping SDRs prioritize what their outreach is, but enabling SDRs with programs that have budget attached to them. For example, we have a campaign that's on sort of auto run right now, where if somebody from a top tier target account list has engaged with us previously, but for some reason has gone silent, we automatically trigger an email with a gift card that's offered. It all is on auto run. And we've been able to re-engage dozens and dozens of companies this way, just by sort of a little reminder that so actually goes out on Sunday afternoons, a gift card that, that to Grubhub that buys them dinner from Rollworks. So it's understanding where those accounts are and targeting. We have a partnership with a company called OpenSense Email Signatures. So even the email signatures going out from our company, if they're going to certain accounts based on where they are in our target account list and what we know about them, our email signature dynamically changes, right? So you talk about personalization. There's some really cool things you can do there. So there's personalized landing pages, content syndication, gifting, direct mail, 
advertising. I know I'm forgetting a couple things, but any number of channels that you could be activating and the coordination is where you really get the magic because you're hitting the same accounts with similar messaging across all of these channels. So when you're at a growth stage, you got your big round of funding in your Patagonia jacket, you align on what your core target list, you divide it up amongst your sales teams, you figure out how you're using your software for your awareness, your SDR programs, re-engagement, all of the things that you mentioned. What are some of the things that growth stage companies do wrong? Where does ABM fall down for the growth stage companies that are just starting to implement their programs? I'd say one of the areas where it might go wrong is just because you have a company on your target list, it doesn't mean they're in a sales cycle. It could take months and months to build up the awareness and the trust and sort of educate a company and get them to readiness. So I do think sometimes people are impatient in terms of, well, I think they're ready, therefore they're ready. So that's one thing we see wrong is not understanding that Sometimes the higher upper funnel investment can take longer. I almost think there should be sort of a pre-funnel. We should call it pre-funnel. Another thing which I don't want to see companies get wrong, but where there's tremendous value is in being able to read those readiness signals. So when you do see, again, that an account is exhibiting intent or engagement, you want to fast track them to outreach and to engagement. Because guess what? If you don't, your competitors will, and they're going to get them. So when somebody's raising their hand and you see an increase, you need to make sure you have a direct beeline to the sales team and they're being engaged with by sales and don't put them into another marketing nurture stream, right? If somebody's raising their hand, they're doing a ton of research on your solution. So I would say less and less people are making that mistake. The other thing, which again, I don't know that I'd call it a mistake, but maybe it's a little bit underutilized is ABM is really for full cycle. So a lot of these fast growing companies have subscription models and you're constantly looking at renewals or you've got a land and expand strategy. Oftentimes demand gen teams are so focused on new acquisition that they're underutilizing the ABM capabilities to be marketing to current customers and either upselling, cross-selling, or just continuing to market to companies that we know are up for renewal. So I think that's a, again, I don't know I'd go as far as saying it's a mistake, but a scenario that I think it could be utilized more. I think that growth companies are often very ambitious, right? They've got a tremendous amount of pressure on them to prove not only the validity of their product, but that their business can scale. And what I heard from you is that you have to understand that not no, but not now is an acceptable answer and understand how to manage that. And when someone raises their hand, there's a different workflow for them. And I think the ABM software and the technology, Rollworks and other ABM companies included, have the ability to help you build your processes to understand how to manage, how to sell for somebody that's in market, how to manage somebody that's not in market, but a potential candidate, keep them warm. Well, I think there's one big mistake, which I've sort of referenced multiple times, which is if you're scaling, the size of your target account list, or at least the top tier should be scaling with that. Don't think the size of a target account list is a static thing. It should be growing with the number of sellers that you're supporting. I think that's true as well. As your team is growing, you need to start thinking about the target base that you're growing as well. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Randy Barshak, the CMO of Rollworks, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Randy and Rollworks tips for running a successful ABM campaign, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how ABM is changing SMB marketing. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Randy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her company's handle is Rollworks, R-O-L-L-W-O-R-K-S, or you could visit her company's website, which is Rollworks.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.